Real quick before we get started, I want to tell you about the Build Something Weekly newsletter. It is weekly, it is free, and you will get tips, tricks, and tools delivered directly to your mailbox. I will recap the current week's episode and all of the takeaways. I'll give you a top story, content I wrote, and then some recommendation that I've been using that I think you should check out. So it is free. It is weekly. It's over at howibuilt.it slash subscribe. Go ahead and sign up over at howibuilt.it slash subscribe. Welcome to episode 192 of How I Built It. This episode is brought to you by Yes Please Coffee, iThemes, and Hostinger. Joe Simpson Jr., did something that, in my opinion, is very difficult to do. He created a local community out of virtually nothing. Living in Castilla, California, he built the WordPress Santa Clarita Valley Meetup from scratch. And the way he did it, as well as his personal journey and his story that got him to that point, is fantastic. I'm so happy I got to speak to Joe on this topic. He is somebody who I've seen around the WordPress space a lot. He speaks at meetups and WordCamps frequently, and he is just an absolute joy to talk to. Plus, he offers unique insight with takeaways from everyone. I can't stress this enough. I tried starting a WordPress meetup in Scranton, Pennsylvania, and I thought I was pretty well connected, and we had okay turnout but it was short-lived for a few reasons. Take Joe's advice here. Uh, Joe Simpson Jr.'s advice, that is not, I'm not speaking in the third person. Uh, He offers some really, really fantastic advice. So have a listen. We'll get to all of that in a minute. But first, let's hear a word from our first sponsor. Hey, everybody, this episode is brought to you by Yes Please Coffee. You've heard me talk about them all summer long, and now we're into the fall. Upgrade your morning with Yes Please. Yes Please is a fantastic coffee subscription. Uh, So they send freshly roasted beans to your door. And as somebody who's been using it for about six months now, maybe five months, uh, I can say that this works like gangbusters. Coffee just shows up to my door. I have not had to worry about buying coffee in a long time. And, and you know, my wife and I will do that because I have like a little analysis paralysis with coffee. I like to try new coffee. Um, so I usually tell her not to get it from the grocery store. I want to order some. Uh, and sometimes we'll run out. Maybe we had a party. Maybe we didn't order enough. Maybe we made like two pots one day instead of the normal one pot. But Uh, we were running out of coffee. I don't have to worry about that with Yes Please. They tick all the boxes because not only do they send me a new bag every week, uh, but each week I get to try a new blend of flavors. So it helps me mix it up a little bit. I don't have to say, oh, I really want to try a new kind of coffee. I get a new kind of coffee every week. It's generally on the lighter side. There are hints of of fruit in a lot of them, and I'm not like a coffee expert, but uh, that's what I have detected. So uh, I love it. I've been loving Yes Please Coffee for, uh, again, all summer. It helped me get through uh, finishing up my, my HTML book. It helped me get through 
uh, two LinkedIn learning courses that I recorded, and it has helped me stay awake since the birth of my son, Lewis. So if you are ready to upgrade your mornings with unique blends of coffee beans, sign up for a Yes Please Coffee today. You can head over to howibuilt.it slash yes and use the code HIBI for five bucks off your first shipment in your subscription. And don't worry, you can skip shipments or cancel anytime. Again, that is howibuilt.it slash yes and use the code HIBI for $5 off fantastic, delicious coffee beans shipped right to you. Again, that's howibuilt.it slash yes. And now back to the show. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of How I Built It, the podcast that asks, how did you build that today? I am excited to have Joe A. Simpson Jr. on the show. He is the Senior Digital Communications Officer at Metro LA, and we're going to be talking about cultivating a local WordPress community in a brand new area. Joe, how are you today? I'm doing great, Joe. How are you? I am fantastic. Thanks so much for joining me. Uh, I am happy that we get to finally record this because it's been uh, a long and winding road between uh, weather and personal schedules and my son being born. Uh, I'm, f- I'm glad we finally get to get on on the podcast. Yeah, I know we were playing a lot of virtual tag, but it was definitely worth it. I'm so happy that you had your son and you're, you're doing well and, and we're on the air. Thank you. Absolutely. So uh, I'm excited to talk to you today because um, especially, you know, now we talked a little bit about this in the pre-show. You mentioned that especially with doing things virtually, cultivating a local WordPress community can be difficult. You seem to do it really well. I, you know, I, I've checked out a bunch of your WordCamp talks and you're very community focused on your website, which I will link in the show notes over at howibuilt.it. But before we get into all of that, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Well, um, as, as you mentioned at the top, my name is Joe. You can just call me Jojo as a, as a, as a nickname if you need to. Only family members get to call me Jojo. Um, I'm here in Castilla, California, which for those that don't know the California area, there's a couple of amusement parks. There's Disneyland as well as uh, Magic Mountain. And we're near Magic Mountain in Santa Clarita, which is just north of Los Angeles. Uh, I've been here for almost 30 years. Um, as you mentioned at the top, I work for Metro Los Angeles. I'm part of the team that's trying to get folks out of their cars and on to public transit. So I've been part of that nice. team for quite a while, but I'm on the web team there, the digital strategy folks. Um, so that's exciting. And I handle our WordPress network there. Um, in addition, during the night, sort of my alter ego is in the WordPress community. And I've been really active the past three years. Um, I got back into it, um, had a, a serious heart event, but that sort of changed my life and got me into WordPress in terms of building the community and giving back to that community. So I've just been going gangbusters for the past three years. That's amazing. Um, the, you know, it's a, not the not the heart issue, but getting back into the community is, is amazing. Uh, and I am... So you live near Six Flags Magic Mountain. I've been there once. I'm a huge Disney fan. So anytime I'm even remotely there, I try to hit uh, Disneyland. But uh, my brother and I went to Six Flags Magic Mountain. We had a blast while we were out there. Yeah, it's, I guess it's one of the largest ones in the country. And if you like roller coasters, they're, they're everywhere. It's like just out my window, I could sort of see it. So, so I'm oh, very, very awesome. close to the park. Just one exit north. So next time you're here, come by and visit. Oh, that's fantastic. Absolutely. We, uh, we live close to Great, Fly, uh, Great Flags, Six Flags Great Adventure, which is another, I think another one of the bigger ones. So uh, big thrill ride fan. So that's super cool. Um, 
So, uh, so your day job is to get people into public transit, which is great because I have suffered through LA traffic before. Um, <laughs> but uh, you're also a big part of the WordPress community, and that's why we're talking today. So, why don't you tell us a little bit about um, the WordPress community that you're a part of and and your role in it? You know, w- what exactly you do to try to cultivate that community? Okay. Well, f- for those that may not have context, um, the WordCamp Los Angeles is sort of the mother. Um, WordCamp and WordPress community that closest to me. Um, I'm 45 minutes from that. So um, my journey sort of started when um, I was, I was taking a leave when I was healing from my heart event. And I said, Hey, let me get back into WordPress. I really want to give back. I want to do for others. So I started driving to area meetups. So I went, and again, this is crazy. I went to about 18 meetups in the next three months all over Southern wow. California from as far east as Riverside to Orange County, um, which is far, far south. And I sort of got ideas about um, what I wanted to do in my own meetup because I found myself getting home at 1030, you know, spilling coffee in a dark car, you know, trying to stay mm-hmm. awake, uh, driving back from all these meetups. So I had all these ideas, you know, Orange County had a a great organization in terms of they had three different flavors of business, a design meetup. Um, uh, Riverside had um, a certain style. Um, Pasadena was humorous. Downtown had speakers. So I said, I took what I thought was the best from all of these meetups. And I said, hey, let me start one so I can be in bed (laughs) by 1030 instead of on the freeway. And so I started one in Santa Clarita, but the funny thing about it was Santa Clarita had nothing in terms of WordPress. Um, you know, folks had to travel down to Los Angeles, which I mentioned was 45 minutes. I think the last WordCamp, uh, sim- sort of close, was in Ventura, which is an hour away in 2014. So other than going up to Sacramento or down to Los Angeles, there were no options uh, for WordPress activity in our area. So I decided to start one. I went through the official process and I started one here in Santa Clarita. And um, the thing that I was fortunate about was that we have a lot of uh, resources here in the city. Um, I connected with our library. And so I had a sort of a built-in audience there. Um, We would make announcements over the loudspeaker there. So a lot of folks that would take their kids to do their study time or whatever, they would drop in while their kids were working. So it was a perfect um, way to sort of build the initial community. And um, within two years, we we kept growing and building and uh, we had our first WordCamp. So it sort of went in that cycle, but there were a whole bunch of steps in between to sort of build it. Yeah, absolutely. But I I love that because, I mean, that's the power of... um, of a WordPress meetup, especially if you go through the foundation, right? You don't need to worry about, you know, funding or anything like that. Um, but I love that you uh, partnered with a local library, right? Because I ran the, I was the, one of the co-organizers of the Scranton, Pennsylvania WordPress meetup. Uh, and I didn't think to do any of that. You know, my friend and I, we just kind of put up a, a WordPress meetup uh, or a meetup page and hoped for the best. And luckily we were both well connected enough in the, in the WordPress community and the Scranton community uh, that people did come and it was worth still doing, but um, man, uh, partnering and connecting with the library is such a great idea. So the, there's your first takeaway listeners. If you're looking to start a, a WordPress meetup or any, you know, any kind of community building is look to your local library. Um, so, 
as you started this, uh, well, first of all, was it just you or did you have any uh, co-organizers or, or other people who helped you? Well, it was it was just me at the beginning, but I, I felt fortunate in that during that trek around Southern California, I met a whole bunch of folks that have been in the community. And, you know, being in the WordPress community yourself, yeah. everyone is so giving. So yeah. at my first meetup, the folks from Pasadena, a couple of people that were organizers there came up. So I've always had a connection where people would, if I had to ask for someone to come in and speak or someone to give me some advice, there was always someone there to help me. So even though we were physically uh, far apart, people would drop in or, or zoom in and give me some advice. So that was very, very helpful. Ah, uh, That's awesome. And so how did you... How did you put those first few programs together? Because I, I can, you know, I, I, I can't even just imagine. I, I know personally, um, you know, that it could be scary, you know, if, if people, if you put together and set time a few hours aside for your evening and nobody shows up, like that doesn't feel great. Um, so how did you put the first few programs together to make sure that people came? Well, in another life, I was in Toastmasters and I sort of leaned on that public speaking track that you go through. And the first uh, meetup was sort of introducing myself. So I basically talked about my story and um, that sort of spiraled into how to get speakers and and things of that nature. So um, by sharing my story, I found that a lot of folks get involved um, I know I presented that same topic at Orange, WordCamp Orange County, and one of our organizers at our WordCamp said, hey, Joe, I saw you at WordCamp Orange County, and it inspired me to get involved. So I think the thing that I try to do is I try to be genuine, but I also show them that by giving back or inspiring other people to give, people usually do that. So it's, it's been yeah. pretty amazing. And that sort of got me through, you know, at the beginning, you're trying to get the word out. And I would add, um, in addition to having the library as a resource, um, our local newspaper and local radio. And that was one of the advantages of being in a small town, although Santa Clarita is one of the fastest growing cities. Um, we had immediate access, like the, the radio station is right up the street from the library and then our local uh, newspaper. So I was able to get on their calendars and use all these free resources in addition to social media to try to get the word out. And that so, uh, slowly built um, our, our uh, group. And um, I always say, even when we're doing topics, in terms of the WordPress community, everything's open. And most things are free to learn. So I say, don't go premium right away. Always go free and learn and then grow from there. So that message seemed to resonate also. Yeah, that's that's so great. Uh, local newspaper, local radio. And again, echoing my own experience, we didn't do that with our meetup, but when we had our uh, WordCamp Scranton, you know, we we got the local newspaper to run a spot. The, the local uh, TV station came out and um, interviewed us and talked about the word camp. And that really helped turn out because there were a lot of local people who I did not know personally um, who ended up coming to this event because they saw it on TV and it was only 20 bucks and they got a free lunch out of it, right? Like, so like... Um, Definitely take advantage of the the resources available to you locally. And and like you said, don't just rely on social media because if you don't have a local social media following, then it's going to be hard to build a local community. This episode is brought to you by iThemes. Uh, now, did you know that 60% of website breaches occur because of a vulnerability that could have been patched but wasn't? 
That means that having software with known vulnerabilities installed on your site gives hackers the blueprint they need to take over your site. And every day it gets harder and harder to keep track of every disclosed WordPress vulnerability. In fact, just recently there was a huge vulnerability uh, that affected something like a million sites uh, that was uh, overlooked or maybe just wasn't patched quick enough. And if you don't follow the WordPress news, then you wouldn't know right? I get a bunch of WordPress newsletters. That's how I knew. But not everybody does that. Well, to solve that problem, the iThemes Security Pro plugin, the iThemes Security Pro plugin created a better way to protect your sites against software vulnerabilities. That is the number one culprit of compromised WordPress websites. And let me tell you, I have been using iThemes Security Pro on lots of my websites, they come included with uh, my hosting provider. And it does a lot more than just scan and patch vulnerabilities. It adds brute force protection. If somebody's trying to brute force my website, I get notifications of lockouts and IP addresses and things like that. It includes two-factor authentication and passwordless logins. And it even has compromised password protection as well as a whole lot more designed to keep you and your website safe and your customers' information safe. If you have an e-commerce website or just a website with user information on it, right? That's super important these days. So to sum up, the iThemes Security Pro plugin designed to keep your website safe without you having to worry about it, checks for the latest vulnerabilities, patches them automatically, so you don't have to, and does a whole lot more. You can get this plugin by going over to howibuilt.it slash iThemes, and uh, they'll give How I Built It customers 20% off with the code How I Built It at checkout. That's howibuilt.it slash iThemes to get the best WordPress security plugin to secure and protect your WordPress site. Make sure to use How I Built It at checkout to get 20% off. All right, and now back to the show. Your meetup is now how many years old? Well, we started in January of 2018, so we're almost three years old. Um, And we were on a fast track, like I mentioned. um, Once we set up that, and I think in my very first uh, presentation at our meetup, the last slide said, we're going to do a word camp in Santa Clarita. So we've been able to do that twice over. So we'll come coming into our third uh, cycle. So we're on a fast track. But one of the great things is that now that everything is virtual, we were one of the first virtual WordCamps. So I'm always willing to try something new. And actually that opened up a whole new um, audience in terms of a virtual community in WordPress. I know a lot of folks have gotten burned out from Zoom or online things. But for, for me, it seemed to open another door, um, which I'm willing to say yes to anything um, as well. <laughs> it, you know, in terms of learning, I think we all learn yeah. when we're forced to, to say yes to some things we may not always say yes to. So. Yeah, for sure. I'm a big proponent of learning by doing. So if I'm, you know, trying something out and seeing how it goes and iterating is um, a a great way to learn. Uh, So 
So this is actually a really good transition point, right? Because you've probably been virtual for the past six months or so as we record this, maybe. Um, so what was what was making that transition like? And then we can get into kind of coming up with content for your your meetups. Okay. Well, the transition, um, it reminded me, unfortunately, it, it reminded me of what I went through in terms of my heart event. I had to stop everything. Um, I barely, you know, once I left the hospital, I had to, I mean, I couldn't go to the restroom without passing out initially. Mm. So I had to learn, relearn everything. And I think we were all forced to stay at home. And I took that to mean, how can I continue to do my WordPress work, but in a different, different way. And I think right around that time back in April, I think WordCamp San Antonio was coming back online as the very first um, event. So I said, I'm going to do exactly what I did before. I'm going to volunteer. I volunteered um, to participate in WordCamp San Antonio. And then we were the second one. So right off the bat, I got to work with uh, the video team at Blaze. I worked with the organizers and I sort of started um, picking things that I could use and incorporate into our camp. So um, that was one of the processes that I immediately did. I started to learn the things that I didn't know. I wanted to find out how it worked behind the scene to run an online event. Um, so I worked very closely with the video team. I, I asked a million questions to the organizers of the very first few events. And then I was involved with Kent. I mean, I think along the way, I think I've been involved with most of them except for the European ones. So, so wow. I've just been volunteering to do anything and everything. So that sort of, um, sort of got me going in that other direction in terms of virtual. And then that made it a little easier. And now in turn, I've turned around and I've helped others do theirs. And then I'm going to be a mentor. So it's all cyclical in terms of the learning cycle for me. Yeah, um, that's, that's great. And so I know that the, the WordPress foundation helped out a lot with making the transition and, and things like that. What, what would you say was the biggest challenge of transitioning to virtual, right? Because I, I can imagine that maybe finding speakers is a little bit easier because now it's anybody. They don't even have to travel, um, but maybe not. Maybe people don't want to speak at a virtual WordCamp. So what was what was the biggest challenge in moving to, to virtual? Well, it was a couple of things that you mentioned, Joe. Uh, one was uh, we had already selected um, our speaker panel, but it was based on an in-person event. There were some people that dropped because, and I would say the biggest challenge is a lot of folks that have been in the community for a while, they really look forward to that in-person interaction and not having that, you lost part of your audience right mm -hmm. off the bat. There are some people that really wanted to do the in-person thing. So yeah. that's the biggest challenge. And, I, and I've seen, um, it seems the um, organizing teams that have been around for a while or that have been in the community for a while, um, they sort of pass on the virtual event because they, they want to continue to do the in-person. But um, the, the greatest thing, um, and I always try to twist it and turn it into something positive, is um, we did get more speakers. You know, even though we had a set lineup, people reached out and said, hey, Joe, if you need a speaker, I'm available to do something virtual because, like you said, there was no travel involved, et cetera. So we got someone from Italy um, to right. come in and speak at our WordCamp. Um, we had volunteered from Bangladesh, India. So it opened up a whole new ballgame. So I have a friend, um, ex-military, um, he worked at Metro with me, and he said, 
he encourages doors to close because there's always another door opening. And I, and I took that to heart. So in terms of what I do on, in WordPress, it may have closed the door for in-person temporarily. Um, we even lost uh, a couple of our organizers because we went virtual. They didn't want to do, they were really looking forward to the in-person thing. So I took it as another door opening and it, and it's been a lot of fun to do it differently um, for the past uh, six months. Wow. That's, that's wild. Um, and, and really cool, right? Because uh, there is a lot more opportunity, right? I'm uh I'm speaking at Amy Hall's WordCamp in October about podcast, or not WordCamp, Word, uh, WordPress Meetup. Um, and I know that's California-based, so um, so we had to work out the time a little bit, right? She moved it up a half hour because like seven is like 10 for me. Uh, mm-hmm. So, um, but there there is a lot more opportunity and I think that's really cool. Uh, so with that, how... You know, if people are listening and they're like, I want to start a WordCamp in my community or um, a WordPress meetup or or any kind of meetup, what's your advice for figuring out content and, and getting speakers, right? Because in my experience, just asking people to speak, like saying, like, if you want to speak about something, join us um, or apply or let me know, hasn't always worked. I've always had to explicitly ask a group of people. Um, so, mm-hmm. so what's your advice for coming up with topics and, and getting speakers for your, for your meetup? Well, virtually it's, it's opened up some new opportunities as well. What we've done, and I think we're, we're always trying to innovate. Um, I have a, a, a couple of folks in my community that are just as crazy as myself in terms of trying to do things. We've done, um, a joint meetup. So for example, um, in honor of uh, WordPress Accessibility Day, which is coming up, we decided to do a three meetup accessibility day here in, in the north uh, of Los Angeles. So we we teamed up with the San Fernando meetup um, and the Santa Barbara meetup, and we did an accessibility day. So we brought in um, speakers from all over to do it. So it was like a mini WordCamp. Yeah. So doing things... So having those connections in the WordPress community, um, I, I treated it the same way. So every WordCamp I've gone to, I've taken notes. So I would say if you're looking to do this, um, attend a few meetups, attend a few WordCamps. And when you see a speaker that's interesting, I usually make a note and I try to reach out to those folks. <laughs> and a lot of times it's just me um, asking. And I, you know, I, I try to do it nicely. I, I'm, I'm trying to be genuine, but... I really appreciate someone that conveys their topic or something they're passionate in. So I'm always on the lookout for, um, for folks. So I, I drop into other meetups for the same reason. And so I found speakers that way. Then I also work with other meetup organizers to find out if they could come in and in turn, if there's someone that they know that could come in and speak. So that seems to work for us in terms of getting speakers. Great. And then yeah. as a, as a last resort, and I'm sorry oh, to, no. to step in again, um, I always reach out to the foundation um, for recommendations and they've been incredible uh, along the whole process. Like if I have questions um, and I, I think most folks, uh, one of the biggest takeaways that I have in terms of the WordPress community is that a lot of people that walk through the door may not know everything that we know mm-hmm. as organizers or of meetups and work camps. So I always try to onboard them. As I go, I mean, I think the the curse of knowledge, I think there's a sort of a marketing term called the curse of knowledge where we assume that everyone knows what we know. Yeah. Um, so I tried never to have that. Um, and I always um, 
onboard people all the time. And that way that creates relationships where they want to participate. And so you're always cultivating someone to join as well as you're reaching out to others to come back and help. So that seemed to work for me. Yeah, that's a really great point too, because it is easy to think like, oh, I know this and I think it's easy and, you know, I'm not the smartest person. So everybody probably thinks it's easy. Um, A super clarifying moment for me with that is when I was in college and I was talking to uh, my friend, his name was Joe as well, Joe Conley. That's a great, that's a great. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So Joe Conley was a math major and insanely smart. And we were both in a calc class and uh, math is not even remotely my strong point. And we're talking and, uh, you know, he told me he was a math major. I'm like, um, I'm comp sci. I'm like, you know, uh, if if I can do computer science and you're a math major, you can definitely also do computer science. And he goes, man, my brain like doesn't work that way. So it was like boggling because I thought this guy was smarter than me. So he automatically knew what I knew. Um, so never assume, right? I gave a talk about that and never assume while teaching. Um, but the big takeaway for, for you here, I think, is just ask. If you want yeah. somebody to speak at your meetup or a WordCamp or on your podcast, right? Like I reached out to Joe and I was like, hey, do you want to come on the show? Um, and Joe graciously said yes, right? I, I've gotten um, my, my, let's say my batting average here because I love baseball is probably like 800, right? Like 80% of the time people are going to say yes. And if, if I get a no, it's for some timing's not right or no, I don't like doing that. But most of the time people are going to say yes. And, and I've gotten most of my guests from just reaching out and asking. So now you, you just dropped in a, a great nugget that I have to follow up on. Does that mean you are a pirate's fan or? Uh, so I, while I live in Pennsylvania, I am born and raised in New York. And so I Ooh, am a Yankees okay. fan. Yeah. Okay. My wife's from New York as well. Oh, nice. Where about? She's a big Yankees fan. Um, she's in the, from the Queens area. Okay. Wow. From Queens, but a Yankees fan. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Wow. We were married on, um, <laughs> we were married near Shea Stadium, the old Shea Stadium. Yeah. Um, in Flushing Meadows. So yeah. So I know that awesome. area quite well. Yeah. My mother grew up near Flushing. That's awesome. Um, yeah. But what I was so, going to say, transitioning back to what you yeah. said, um, I have found that um, asking um, sometimes it doesn't work all the time, but I found that by doing and people seeing that I'm always willing to give, um, we, I've had a couple of co- uh, co- converts um, who were really hesitant to get involved at the beginning, but now um, they've seen we're all giving back and we're all growing our community. So now even those people who are a little hesitant to get involved do. So I think just um, again, being genuine and asking nicely. Most people are willing to share what they know. And, you know, in this community, um, it's sort of, it's not like being a peacock, but people are proud of what they do. And I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm just about highlighting and showcasing what they're doing. And in turn, we learn from them because they're passionate about talking about what they've done. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a great point. Most people want to share what they what they know, right? And I know that maybe in some other industries, people keep like what they know, like close to the chest. They don't want people to steal the idea. But you know what? An, an idea is just an idea unless you do it. So if you've already done it, tell people how you did it. And that's always worked out for me. You know, yeah. I've never had somebody like steal an idea and get rich off of it because I talked <laughs> about it at a WordCamp. Like, so I know. And that's, and that's funny. I, I come from a corporate environment. It's sort of like, you know, department versus department. You're yeah. trying to fight for promotions, but WordPress has been 
totally opposite. And I think that's what drew me in and what sort of, that's the energy that keeps me going. So um, yeah, it's, it's, it's worked out well because again, it's been a great outlet um, to sort of do, do good and sort of learn about what I really want to learn and what I really want to teach others. So it's been great. This episode is brought to you by Hostinger. Hosting is a dime a dozen these days with lots of places claiming to be optimized for platforms like WordPress while also being affordable, but they don't deliver on that promise. I know because I've tried a bunch of different hosting companies, but you know who does deliver? Hostinger does. I recently started using Hostinger for a personal project and I was blown away by how easy the setup was and how affordable their packages are just a few dollars a month. They offer the best price to quality ratio I've ever seen. And again, I've used a ton of hosting companies. Their dashboard is well-designed and easy to use. They offer a free domain and SSL certification, and they're optimized for WordPress. Music to my ears. When I set up my site, I was happy to see they put some real thought into the WordPress onboarding and setup process. Buying a domain was easy, then you pick the template you want to use, and they set up the site for you in mere minutes. Plus, they use Astra for all of their site templates with an assist for Elementor. So I know the site will be fast. I think that is such a great idea and addition. Uh, And uh, again, it shows that they really thought about what they're doing here. Plus, they have caching and you can very affordably add Cloudflare for a CDN. Between that and daily backups and being able to manage WordPress plugins without having to log into the WordPress dashboard, I was sold. So if you're looking for affordable hosting for your side project or business that's fast, secure, and optimized for WordPress, Hostinger is it. Head over to hostinger.com slash Joe Casabona to see what plans they offer. I recommend the business shared plan. And use the code Joe Casabona for an additional discount. That's hostinger.com slash Joe Casabona, H-O-S-T-I-N-G-E-R dot com slash Joe Casabona and use the code Joe Casabona at checkout. Thanks to Hostinger for sponsoring the show and let's get back to it. So as we come up on time here, I do want to ask you uh, one more general question about um, how do you figure out what to talk about? I know like we, you know, we talked about, oh, you see people speak at WordCamps, but as far as the kind of, com- of content you think will serve your community best, is there a way that you, like, do you just talk to people at your meetup and say like, what are you struggling with? What do you want to talk about? Or uh, is there another method for you to figure out like, kind of what topics should we cover over the next couple of months? Well, we do it a couple of ways. Um, in Meetup, you can sort of poll folks as they sign up for your events. So we have a couple of questions in there that ask, what do you want to learn? Um, have you heard of WordPress, WordCamps, WordCamp, WordPress meetups? And so we get an idea of the level of knowledge that yeah. they have and the things that they want to learn there. Um, during our meetups, we do different formats from time to time. We'll do a happiness bar. We'll do a showcase style meetup where we get to see everyone's work. Um, and I know for me personally, and I feel like everyone that's on the WordPress journey sort of has similar questions along the way. 
you know, you start with a theme, but then you want to do more with the theme, then you want to develop a little, then, you know, it all grows in, in a similar fashion. So um, I know the things that I've tried to learn are things that people may want to learn. So I, I mix those in as well. So we find topics from the, you know, the people that attend um, from things that some, some things that I've achieved along the way and sort of, and, and that sort of builds our agenda for our meetups and our work camps. And I try to be open. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know um, one thing that I, I try to avoid is, you know, some word camps have a very specific focus or, I mean, I always try to be open and listen to our audience. So for instance, this past year in our community, accessibility has been really big. So we're thinking about doing um, how there's a word, press, a word camp for publishers. We're thinking about doing a word camp for accessibility. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So maybe focusing in, but like I said, it's all dependent on what our community wants to yeah. know. Um, so I try to keep it open and keep it flexible. Yeah, that's the, so I love the showcase format. I, I, I don't think, I don't think I've seen that at any word camps I've participated in, but that's really cool. Right. Uh, because you just kind of get to go up there and show your work, I imagine, and talk about maybe how you built it, which is something I'm all about as the title of this show. So, um, that's, that's great. Be open, think about things you've tried to learn and pull, pull, uh, people when they sign up in meetups uh, in at meetup.com or wherever, right? If you're using some other thing, um, I think that's that's a really good idea. And as far as accessibility goes, I think, you know, that's been kind of top of mind for me as well. I have a whole, so I have a book coming out. Uh, it'll be out by the time this episode airs um, about HTML and CSS. And I had a whole chapter on accessibility and I thought, man, I, oh, I don't think I'm doing this the right way. So like I read, um, accessibility for everyone um, by Laura Kalbag. Cal- I think I'm saying that right. I'll link it in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I learned a lot there and through other resources. And I was happy to include that chapter because it's it's important and and really interesting. So um, I'm I appreciate that that's been kind of a big topic for for y'all this year too. Um, now before we go, I do need to ask you my favorite question, which is do you ha- ah. do you have any trade secrets for us? Well, and it may be corny, but my, my trade secret, my trade secret is, I mean, I'm, I'm just being nice. And I think nice goes a long way. Um, I think if you're willing to really genuinely give, I mean, I think a lot of times we don't really give without expecting something in return. I mean, I give without expecting anything um, because what you get in return is, is so much more rewarding. So, and again, I know that's sort of idealistic, but I truly try to give without any strings attached. And I think that's really difficult, especially nowadays where there's so much going on outside that's um, sort of, you know, a lot of conflict. But I think if people really stop thinking about their personal interest and give to others, then we'll be fine. I love that. I love that. I, when the pandemic started... I did like free 15 minute consults for people who wanted to start a podcast and some dude just point blank was like, what's in this for you? And I'm like, I'm, I'm, I just want to help people. You know, I have a course, fine. I have a done for you service, fine. But I don't expect anybody who's looking for a free 15 minutes from me is going, is going to be ready to purchase those things. So I'm just, I think podcasting is a great medium. And if I can provide somebody like a small piece of advice to help them, then that's what that 15 minutes was about. Right. It's, it's about generosity and like you said, giving without expecting anything. 
Yeah, that's awesome. And I know, and again, not to, to, to polish the apple too much, is you were really inspirational for me. I've seen you on stage at a WordCamp and just seeing what you've done and how much content you produce is very inspirational for me. Um, today, I have a camera based on one of your setup videos. So, yeah, so, so to me, this is sort of full circle in a, in a weird way. But like I said, to me, seeing that people have done it, and that's the great thing about the WordPress open source community is that anything you think you need to do, someone's probably done it yeah. and they're willing to talk to you about it. So, so yeah, so this is a treat for me, but again, um, keep doing your great work. It's, it's, and again, people on this side appreciate it. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. People listening can't see, but I was blushing pretty hard there. And <laughs> since Joe knows the kind of camera I have, he probably saw it. Uh, but mm -hmm. thank you, Joe, so much. This has been great. Uh, I'm excited to uh, release this episode right around the time I'm releasing other WordCamp related content. So um, this is going to be just a nice uh, centerpiece for all of that. And uh, for those listening, uh, if they want to learn more about you and, and your meetup group and what you do, where can people find you? Well, you can find me, uh, Joe Simpson Jr. So if you're on Twitter, slash Joe Simpson Jr., one word, uh, Gmail, Joe Simpson Jr. at Gmail. Um, I have a website, Joe Simpson Jr. Info. Um, you could find me there. Our meetup is WordPress SCV. That's our official WordPress meetup. Um, and you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, et cetera, by looking up WordCamp Santa Cruz. Awesome. I will link to those resources and everything we talked about in the show notes over at howibuilt.it. Joe, thanks so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you, Joe. This is awesome. Thanks so much to Joe for joining us this week and for the kind words. Uh, he, he, I, I said this at the top of the show, but he was just such a pleasure to talk to. Uh, and his trade secret is definitely reinforced by his personality. Just be nice. Nice goes a long way. That's absolutely true. Uh, you attract more bees with honey, right? I think that's what they say. Uh, and give without expecting anything. This goes back to something that other people in the WordPress space, uh, myself, but also Chris Lemma and others have been saying, especially since the pandemic started, be generous. Be generous with your time. Help people. Give without expecting anything because you know what? People remember that. And Joe is proof of that. So again, lots of great advice. I'll include uh, lots of stuff in the show notes that we talked about here. Uh, one of my goals as we go into 2021 is to have more robust show notes that are not just links, but our takeaways and things like that too. Of course, if you want the three main takeaways from every episode, you can sign up for the Build Something Weekly newsletter over at howibuilt.it slash subscribe. That's howibuilt.it slash subscribe. For all of the show notes, you can head over to howibuilt.it slash 192. And you know what? There's a sign up form there as well for Build Something Weekly. That's how I built it slash 192 for all of the show notes, a transcript, our sponsors. Thank you to this week's sponsors. Yes, Please Coffee, iThemes, and Hostinger. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, get out there and build something. <laughs>